Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I'm Joe Marino of NDT Scouting and FanRag Sports, joined by Kyle Krabs, who's a founder and director of scouting at NDT Scouting and FanRag Sports. Together, we are the hosts of the Draft Dudes Podcast. We're thankful that you are here with us on this Friday, heading into what I guess is Fourth of July weekend. It's it's on a Tuesday this year, which I'm sure is probably one of the least cool days you can have the Fourth of July. But we've got a cool show planned for you on. Monday to get you in the mood for your 4th of July festivities. Kyle, what's up, man? Hey, uh, how are you? I'm uh, looking forward to this 4th of July thing and uh, yes. defending my title as the people's yes. champion I, uh, of food. I worked on my board tonight. Uh, I went to Chili's with the girlfriend, uh, and we discussed strategies for Monday's show, and I'm ready. Well, folks, that answers your question. If you want to know how to lose a food food draft uh, preparations, uh, go to Chili's and talk it over. Kyle, you may be, uh, you know, 16 reports up on me for uh, our summer work that we're supposed to be doing, but I am ready, damn it. Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while since I had... I'm sorry, could you run that by me again? Jesus, it's been a while (laughs) since I had to hear... The tea sipping of Kyle Krabs, but uh, here we are. Behold, here in, in June, the end of June, we get a we get a little uh, little slurp. That was um, a good sip, by the way. That tasted good. 
and, and yeah, you start you started it off. You know, it was slow in there, and it was it was nice. It, it's like you've been practicing, but uh, yeah, you go to Chili's and work on your big board. I go to uh, <laughs> the kitchen and uh, work on my sipping skills. So. so what? So let's be honest. What what did you just take a sip of? What was it? Uh, milk. Oh, milk. <laughs> yeah. What kind of milk? Two percent skim? What do you got? Uh, over there, yeah, it's skim milk. I'm in a, I'm in a summer cut, so I can't can't yeah. do whole milk like I would usually do. You see, drinking a glass of milk here. We're recording oh, yeah. after ten o'clock on a Thursday night. It's Kyle's a, drinking milk. It's a mug for the record. You got cookies? You have cookies at that cop? <laughs> no, no. Santa Claus ate all the cookies. <laughs> You're just drinking milk out of a mug? Yeah. All right. Dude, here's a here's a confession. I cannot, and I'm sure you've noticed this. I cannot drink water. Uh, you know what? Now that you <laughs> now I can, that you say that, I I can admit that I've never seen you drink water. No, but I didn't Water's realize that disgusting. it was like that. Water's disgusting. It's so not taste like anything. Exactly. That's the point. It's a waste of time. So give, so, give me something with a tangible <laughs> taste. I will literally drink anything besides water. So as a man who, uh, you know, as handsome and as in good shape as you are, how do you stay hydrated? Uh, a lot of Monster Energy drink. Hello, Monster. <laughs> if you'd like to uh, sponsor us here on the Draft Dudes, we would love to have you. Um, a lot of milk, a lot of coffee, a lot of diet soda. Uh, but I'm not going to catch Kyle Krabs with a bottle of water. It's just not going to happen. No, it's the point. There's no point. <laughs> It was interesting because we were talking lately and you were you were just some casual conversation we had. You were telling me about this new lemonade mix or something that you found. Yeah. I'm like, all right, you know, you do you, Kyle. Just make you some country time lemonade. But, like, I, I get it. You are in a constant search of uh I need taste, taste stimulation. I need it. This is great. We've peeled back a layer here that I, even I didn't know about. All right, now hold on. Yeah, are you okay. really going to talk trash on Lemonade when wasn't that your original pick for the Thanksgiving? No. Oh, it was it Sweet was Tea. Mal- it was Southern it was Sweet Mal- Tea. It was Malbec. It was Malbec. Sweet it was Tea. red wine. Was that your first pick or the pick that we published? No, I went red wine both times. No, you didn't. You did Sweet Tea. Oh, yeah, you're right. I did. You're right. We do. We had to do two takes Car- on that Carolina entire podcast. Sweet Tea. Because somebody forgot to push record. Kyle. Yeah. We had to do that twice. It's my producer, Kyle. Forgot to producer hit record. Kyle. Yeah. Uh, so we got through what? That was like a 40 minute podcast, and we oh, just had man. to reboot. We had so much fun. And then it was even more fun the second time. So yeah, because we got to okay. like change some picks. Yeah, had to reset the board, you know? Yeah, just kind of. Yeah, it was fun. Random. So I guess we should say on Monday, we are going to do. Uh, if anyone followed us in our previous podcast work on Lockdown NFL Draft for Thanksgiving, we did a Thanksgiving plate draft where Kyle and I, you know, did a meat, three sides, a beverage, and a dessert to build uh, our ideal Thanksgiving plate. And um, we're going to do the same thing again for for the Fourth of July, except for it's going to be our ideal barbecue plate. And uh, we're going to build these things up. We'll we'll have the people vote on which one had the better plate, and. Um, if Kyle wins, we'll hear about it for the next six months. It's lit. Yeah. It's lit, man. So we've got some football to talk about today. Yeah, um, we got some prospects to talk about. Yeah. Which would be great. Nice little trio here, yeah. Yeah, go ahead and uh, – because uh, you've actually got the one that I don't know anything about right now. Yeah. So go ahead and set, set the table for us here. 
want to talk about North Carolina State edge defensive end uh, Bradley Chubb, the cousin of Nick Chubb, the talented Georgia running back. Uh, he's uh, 6'4", 260, enters the uh, senior season with 26 career starts. He's a team captain, good production, over 30 tackles for loss already in his career, 15 sacks, really had a nice junior season, team defensive MVP last year. Um, looking over his tape, you know, I, I really come away with the impression that this is a really solid 4-3 base end. Um, really, really good run defender has that natural feel for, for combating blocks. I think we've talked about you and I that, you know, when you're playing defensive end, there's only like three or four things that an offensive tackle can do to you. And there's a certain reaction that you need to have to combat that, you know, if they're going to block out, you need to fight pressure with pressure, squeeze down. They're going to give you a pass set. You rush the passer, you know, they're going to, whatever it is. He knows how to do it. You can tell it's very much second nature and how he deals with blocks. Really good hands, uh, knows how to use his hand technique uh, to to get into the blocker's pads and really establish uh, the edge and, and, and shed. Um, you can tell he's, he's very deliberate with his timing with his hands, so he knows how to attack uh, offensive tackles, you know, in such a way that, you know, he's getting that advantage and can win reps early. Um Stack and Shed, really good. You know, he's just a sound run defender. It's somewhere where he really excels. Rushing the passer, you love his motor. Again, his hand technique shows up there where he's able to really soften rush angles and uh, and get a step. Uh, he's got that spin move. He's got some speed to, speed to power conversion. Uh, but the one thing, one thing that he doesn't have is he's not, like, overly explosive out of his stance, and he's not super flexible turning the corner, right? So, you know, you, you like the technique. You like the play strength. You like the motor, you like, you know, everything basically other than he does need those angles to be softened. Now, to his credit, he's got the hand usage, he's got the play strength to soften those angles, but when you're asking him to kind of get hip to hip and turn that corner, you know, you see the tightness, and then his get-off is not overly explosive. So, you know, that's why I say more of a 4-3 base end. I don't think he's going to be a – based on what I've seen right now, you know, he's got a whole other year to, to, to put on film here, but based on what I see right now, I'm seeing a really nice – run defender, a guy that can rush the passer with power, with motor, but I just I don't see the the explosiveness and that and that flexibility that we really, really covet in pass rushers at the next level. All right, so this is an interesting kind of case study because again, like I said, this is a player I haven't studied yet. So <laughs> listening to you run through some of the strengths and weaknesses, uh how does he compare to the film that Jordan Willis put on? Because <clears throat> because, you know, Willis tested a lot more explosive than we thought he would. Um mm-hmm. But there were some similarities listening to you talk here about you know, soft, soft the the need for soft angles to win yeah. as a pass rusher, and, and and that really stood out to me because I remember you talking quite a bit about that with Willis. What I like more about Chubb than Willis specifically is I think Chubb does a better job of taking better angles. So we saw so many reps from Willis where he's actually getting like 10 yards up the field before he's able to get any type of right. turn. And he's so far past the peak of the pocket at that point. He's just, it's you might as well play with 10 guys, right? You know, Jub does a better job of being aware to that. And he, he'll stop and he'll get parallel with the quarterback and use his hands to work back underneath. And uh, I just think he does a little bit better job just using his hands to, to soften those angles, and he's not just going to continue that upfield charge. He's going to get parallel. He's going to he's got more counter moves. So uh, I had a hard time just kind of pegging a pass rushing comp. I think as a, as a run defender, I see a lot of Shaq Lawson. 
Okay. I don't I don't necessarily have a great pass rushing comp because it's not it's not that that total just tight up the field you know, with no nuance to working back. So the counters are more refined than anything we saw from Jordan Wills. Good stuff. Yeah, and uh, speaking of things that uh, grind our gears, that's what we did on Wednesday's show, uh, forced player comps, Joe, grind my gears. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad, you know, we're willing to, to bite the bullet and say, I don't have a comp right now. Oh, and people want them, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't have anything. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's that's always a tough uh, tough pass to make because yeah. you, you want to have – yeah. Something that's going to, you know, people are going to hear and the light bulb is going to go off. But uh, mm-hmm. guys, just bite your tongue. You don't got to come. Don't force one. That grinds my nice. gears. Um, so, Joe, the guy that I want to talk about is somebody that we have both actually had the chance to do. A uh, player that really stood out to me, uh, not necessarily from a production standpoint, but rather for the traits. Uh, the traits are very exciting. This is a player that has... A lot of context required in his scouting report. There's a lot of uh, other variables entering his final season that have influenced his ability to produce at a high level. And that is uh, Arizona State running back Kalen Balage. Joe, this is somebody you had the chance to talk about uh, on the show already a little bit. A couple weeks ago, you touched on him. Um, And I remember listening to that, and um, I happened to see somebody... Just earlier in the week, uh, tweet out a couple of videos of Balage and really inspired me to move him up my priority list. And I'm glad that I did. Uh, this is a player listed at 6'3", 220. Uh, very explosive. Oh, and when he decides he's got a crease, or he's got open field, or he you know takes that hard step and puts his foot in the ground and drives forward, he has explosive tendencies very quick to go from zero to 60 you know the short area acceleration within the first five yards is really stunning and then he pairs that with this big body that he's willing to challenge tacklers in the open field and he puts some leonard fournette type hits on players in the secondary like just raw power uh, dares people to tackle and challenge him, which I really love. He finishes runs in the open field. Um, he's not a great long speed guy, but again, he's six three two twenty. Um, had the huge game against Texas Tech, uh, which if you admit on Twitter that you are a Kalen Balaj fan, all you will ever hear is that anybody could tear up the Texas Tech defense, which I think is a little unfair. Yes. He had, what, seven touchdowns in that game? Yeah. Um, and for the year, he averaged, I think, 4.2 or 4.3 yards per carry. Uh, but the context here is this is an offense that does not have very good guys, at least in 2016, up front on the offensive line. Um, not a lot of room to run. They ran him in a lot of wildcat, getting him direct snaps. And... Um, a lot of those were shorter yardage situations in which uh, teams stack the box and reset the line of scrimmage. And I don't care who you are. If uh, you lose at the point of attack, your back's not going to produce a high amount of yardage. Uh, 
So I think that's something that if you're just going to look at Kalen Balaj and say, oh, he averaged 4.2 yards per carry in the Pac-12, Pac-12 defenses suck, uh, you're really missing the mark because it's more about the physical traits and understanding No, there's not a direct one-to-one correlation between this guy has over five yards per carry. That means he's a starting caliber back in the NFL. Like, it doesn't work that way. Um, So, Balazs, for me, pretty good pass catcher, uh, physical runner. Uh, He's like Fournette, somebody that is not going to move especially well laterally. At least he didn't necessarily show this in his 2016 tape hoping he gets a larger split of the carries this year so we can really get a feel for where he's at. And there's uh, some some durability concerns here as well. Obviously has not had the chance to tote uh, the full responsibility and probably won't get that chance this year too. Uh, So, Joe, I think you mentioned this the other day. Um, It's a double-edged sword. If you have too many carries, it's a bad thing. If you have too few carries, it's a bad thing. So uh, he, he needs to optimize the opportunities that he gets, but he needs help. He can't just take direct snaps, run into the back of offensive linemen, and get five yards of carry so people don't have to worry about his yards per carry average. Um, Really, really excitable, explosive, dynamic, athletic skill set for his frame. Uh, Just a question of what is he able to put together in his final season. Yeah, I think he did a good job there. We agree a lot on on where where he's exciting as a prospect, and you know, I'm I'm quite fond of his receiving upside as well, which you mentioned that, you know, he is a good pass catcher, which is nice. It's a nice thing to package with the power traits and the physical attributes. This is a guy that you can rely on to uh, produce as a receiver out of the backfield. The one thing, you know, and, and the one thing that I just kind of kind of made me temper any, you know, major excitement that I had for him is that I felt there were a lot of examples where, he was just in the same vicinity for too long, and I wanted to see him be a little bit more committal, especially given his size. You know, he's got that big, powerful frame. We, we've seen plenty of examples of being him reducing his pad level and, and picking up yards where, you know, it just seems like he, he would stretch it out, and and I just want him to go. And um, that was something that, that stood out to me, and, and it felt like, you know, to your point, he didn't. the The running legs were lane, the running lanes, excuse me, were often clogged up. But that that the wiggle and his ability to make sharp cuts in tight quarters wasn't the same as what I saw in space a lot of times. So I want to see that kind of get cleaned up, where he's a guy that can make those lateral moves, those jump cuts in those tight vicinities, hit holes, and then you know if he's pressing the boundary, like get up field at some point. You know, don't just sometimes it's just him waiting and then the flow catches up and you know, he's, he's dead to rights. And and that, that's something that I just want to see him go a little bit. So those are my two gripes. The physical attributes are nice. And um, you know, this will be a player. I think this will be one of those guys that everyone's going to be all over the place on. And um, it'll cause for some good discussion, you know, here through probably the draft. Sure. Running backs are always hard too, right? Like it it seems like there's a lot of, dissent between like what people want to see from a back and it's confusing because I think out of all the positions on the field running backs probably the closest one to like a true art form there's plenty of different styles of running there's different translatable skill sets there's different approaches to how you address the line of scrimmage and how you address a hole and obviously you need to have a baseline level of athleticism and and center gravity and pad level to be successful, but 
you can have two totally different style runners go to the NFL. And if they land in the right situation, they could be very successful. And I really like, Joe, uh, to kind of pivot back to the one thing that you said about Balazs that I do agree with. Too much time in one space. That is a trait with running backs that I think is really undervalued with a lot of people. A lot of people just see, oh, he forced him to miss tackle. But if you're not gaining ground and you're staying in the same space, all you're doing is making the first guy miss and there's three guys in pursuit that are rallying to the football. Like, and that that was something that uh, I think Reggie Bush, right? Like USC Reggie Bush is the perfect example of that. He made so many people look stupid. <laughs> but the speed of NFL defenses allowed defenders to continue in pursuit to catch him where at the college level he's making th- two or three guys miss and then the speed of those athletes is not to the point where they can accelerate and catch him before Bush is back up to top speed. So uh, Balazs is nowhere near that kind of short area athlete. Uh, so he does he does he needs to recognize in that regard where his strengths are and play to that more effectively. Uh, and a player that actually does this really well and this is a beautiful segue here, uh, is the player that Eric Turner profiled for his premier uh, player breakdown for NDTscouting.com this week, which is uh, LSU running back Darius Geis. Geis is nice, Joe. (laughs) Geis um, kind of took over for Fournette as the feature back last year. Uh, Fournette banged up a little bit. Uh, Geis had huge production. Um, and Eric did a really nice job for the site, taking a couple cuts of Geis as a runner in the hole, squaring up tackles and you know, using explosive lower body power and jump cuts to get lateral range and vacate areas and string cuts together. And I think it's, it was, he just did a tremendous job in that regard in showcasing just how powerful Geis is. And you watch it in slow motion, and you don't appreciate you know, the speed in which he strings the cuts together and can make two or three guys on the second level, third level, miss when they are literally they're head up they're they've broken down their head up they're in a good position and guys just explodes out of that vicinity and that trait is one of the ones that i think makes him very excitable as a player and i, I just think we drew this up perfectly joe that we we had this conversation about not staying stationary on your cuts and making people miss and it's one of the things guys does best you know one of my favorite things when I think about Geist this year is how he's going to fit in that Matt Canada scheme, uh, which I have not been shy about how much I love. Uh, that that The concept behind what Matt Canada does with a lot of things is create space and angles. And so now you have a running back in Geist who can do all of this on his own, right? He doesn't need the help of a scheme. He's going to be a transcendent talent. But now you have him in a situation where those angles in that spacing is is going to be part of what's created for him. I mean, he's going to have a monster year, assuming he stays healthy. And when we're you know when I'm thinking about Heisman contenders next year, yeah, I mean, Geis is right there. He he really is, and and he's got special traits, 
And in that scheme, I mean, it's going to be monster, monster production. Yeah, absolutely. And um, that was another thing that Eric did a great job breaking down is um, that Matt Canada offense and how creative he is as a play caller and formations and generating mismatches. And um, yeah, it's, it's, you got to just tip your cap to coach Ogeron because he Mm -hmm. brought in like the perfect offensive coordinator uh, for a team that has by and large been solid quarterback play and consistent offensive production away from being a national championship contender for the better part of what a decade. Yeah. Like they've had some great teams. They just, they can't keep it consistently together on offense. So uh, big, uh, Big star next to LSU offenses. It's it's going to be one of the X factors in uh, the premier conference in college football, the SEC, this year. Uh, Joe, that is going to do it for us here on The Dudes. We are wrapping up another Friday show, another week down. Joe, would you believe this is our 61st episode of The Draft Dudes? Oh, very good. No, I, did, I, you know, I had no idea how many, so that is really cool. We are closing in on, I think, 175 total podcasts since last September. Lord. That's that, a lot of talking. That's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, these, these are probably an average of 25, 30 minutes apiece. So, yeah. um, and we have receipts if you guys want to check it out. <laughs> um, I know uh, you have receipts. Oh, I always keep receipts. I know, yeah. I know. You, you dropped one on me this week in the DMs. I'm like, damn it, Kyle. You remembered something from, like, 2014. What was it? Some quarterback tape I had or something? Was it? No, it was it was our draft. We we used to take part in draft breakdowns, uh, player rankings. I think this was back what oh five, and you and I <laughs> had a big time head to head on Vic Beasley versus Dante Fowler. Yes, that and, was and it. You, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You pounded the table for Dante Fowler real hard over Vic Beasley. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I put my foot down, and, and I remember Brian Perez actually said that's this. That was the closest thing that I could imagine to a true like war room moment with all the stuff I've done with draft breakdown was listening to Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino go back and forth on Vic Beasley versus Dante Fowler. Why did why did I choose to bring that up right now? Because I lost like like now the truth is out there, you right? Are you, just you, win. So, you are softening the blow for when you lose the fourth of July mock. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find that. Oh no, D B somebody messed it remember they had a reset yeah they i bet had you that's the reset fun. we probably lost that oh that's sad and i'm gonna we, talk to brian soon we and gotta, i think gotta... i think we did we were on skype for that call were we not it was a google hangout maybe yeah it was a google hangout uh you know what that might still be out there somewhere on youtube or something yeah we gotta see if we can find that yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> so, so that's our homework uh, for the weekend. Uh, your homework for the weekend is, A, subscribe to Draft Dudes, darn it. If you haven't already, shame on you. What uh, You are going to miss out. We have a ton of great stuff planned throughout the rest of the summer, getting into the 2017 college football season and draft season. So be sure to hit subscribe on the Draft Dudes. Leave us a five-star rating, uh, preferably a five-star rating. Uh, I would say no lower than a five-star rating. Leave us on on the podcast and and let us know what you think of the show. Um, Your other homework for this weekend is you tell us what is your July 4th of July plate big board look like. 
Now, I'm interested to see what kind of crowdsourcing material Joe and I might be able to get for this. <laughs> uh, so Joe can go to Red Robin or Applebee's or wherever he goes oh, and, and you know, work on his board. Uh, I'm going to rely on the people, and that's why I'm the people's champion. You know, you know I listen to the people. And, I'm going to uh, tell you what, though. Okay, I am going to build... I'm going to build the barbecue plate that I want to eat. And if the people like it, they like it. If not, I'm not going to go out there and put crap on my plate just because so I'm trying not, to win a contest. <laughs> you're not going to pander to the people? No, no. This is going to be my plate. It's going to be authentic. Joe Marino, we're hanging out in the backyard. This is what you're going to see me eat. Oh, well, let's hope it's better than your Thanksgiving plate, man. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I lost because I went artichokes. That was what – that was <laughs> – that was my Achilles heel, man. I, I had everybody, and then it was like artichokes, and I'm out. I think I landed pumpkin pie, did I not? Yeah, number one overall. Yeah, dude, pumpkin pie won me that. Let's yeah. not act like it didn't. All right, sure. so so you guys have that to look forward to, a whole lot of trash talking on uh, our, our 4th of July podcast coming next week, so be sure to check in, hit subscribe. Uh, you can reach out to us on social media. Joe is at Marino. I am at NDT Scouting. Uh, I am Kyle Krabs signing off for Joe Marino. We are the Draft Dudes, and we will talk to you on Monday. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 